0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Turning Point Sports Podcast. It is great to be here. Happy Friday to all my listeners. Yes, you heard that right. It's Friday. I know you guys are excited. Guess what? Weekend of college football. We got some NFL action, MLB playoffs going on, some NBA finals this weekend. Man, it's going to be a great, great weekend. I am so looking forward to it. We're going to talk Jets-Broncos today. What's up with Sam Darnold? We're going to talk MLB playoffs. We've got some picks coming up for NFL action this weekend. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit of college football here around the state. Man, I'm looking forward to the podcast, and I hope you stick with me. We had a little football game last night, Thursday night football. Denver Broncos, New York Jets, both teams 0-3. Both teams needing to win desperately. And the Denver Broncos came out with the win 37-28. You all know that I am a Broncos fan, so I am pretty happy. It's a good Monday for me, right? Denver finally won the game behind a third-string quarterback, making his first start on a short week. Brett Rippon, 242 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. I thought he played pretty well. Um, you know, I was kind of surprised to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting a whole lot out of the Broncos last night. If we were to lose, we were to lose. Um, and honestly, the Jets are probably the worst team in the league, so that probably would have made us the worst team in the league <laughs> as Broncos. Uh, but hey, you know, Brett Ripon came out. He had a great first half. I thought he played pretty good in the second half through two uh, picks towards the end. Um, we're starting to see Ghost. Uh, it was getting a little bit away from him. But hey, defense stood tall, uh, forced a lot of field goals. Bradley Chubb, uh, been waiting to see what he could do after that ACL injury. If he could return to his rookie form, and he did last night, two and a half sacks. Uh, You know, Denver pressured them the whole game. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Darnold was running for his life the entire game. Shelby Harris was another guy. I noticed uh, Alexander Johnson. Those guys just really, really came out. They played well, got the win, needed it desperately. Tim Patrick, 113 yards. Touchdown, Melvin Gordon had that late TD. Uh, Just a good game. Jerry Judy got his first touchdown as a rookie. What, what, right? Jerry Judy mossed him. Got props from LeBron on Twitter. Uh, LeBron gave him the fist bump for the moss. Uh, But hey, great game by the Broncos. I mean, it was the Jets, I get it, but the Broncos needed it desperately. All the injuries they've had. Don't even have their starting quarterback. Uh, Guys have been hurt, their best player, you know, Uh, One of the best pass rushers ever to play the game. One of the best players, period. Uh, One of the best players in in Denver history. Vaughn Miller out for the season at the beginning of the year. Um, They're hoping he can come back. We'll see. I I just, I I don't know if they should push it. But, you know, great win by Denver. But can we talk about the New York Jets? How awful (laughs) are the Jets, right? Um, Sam Darnold didn't look good again. Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. He hasn't been good anywhere he's gone, but teams continue to hire the guy. You know, he needs to go back to just being an offense coordinator. I mean, he was pretty good as an offense coordinator there in Denver. That's where he got his his, uh, his boost into the head coaching ranks. He was uh, had Peyton Manning, and that's probably a big reason for it, uh, was his quarterback. But he just has not been good as a head coach anywhere he's gone. I mean, he struggles, uh, he makes mistakes as a coach. I mean, a lot of people have lost respect for him. At the end of the game, Fangio didn't even shake hands with him because of the, you know, because of the late hits that they put on Rippon was no reason for that. It was uncalled for. But, you know, the Jets are going to Jets, right? And uh, Sam Darnold, again, didn't look good at all. He had one receiver that was doing anything for him. Um, he had that long carry, which Denver was a terrible defense at that point. Just did not miss. I think they missed, like, three tackles on that play, a sack for that matter. But, you know, Darnold just looked terrible, again. So what do they do? I mean, is it the tank for Trevor season for New York? Is that the answer? In my opinion, no. I mean, I think they still need to go with Darnold. And you guys are probably going to call me crazy for that. But I think Darnold's a decent quarterback. He just hasn't had a chance. He's on the long list of quarterbacks that just haven't had a chance yet. You know, haven't been in the right system, haven't had the right coach, haven't had the right weapons um, around him. So... What does New York do? Uh, they'll probably tank for Trevor. I don't think that's right. You know, I think they need a lot more offensive line. You know, uh, defense, pass rush, uh, rushers, um, just the defense as a whole. I mean, but you know, the Jets are gonna Jets, and they're probably gonna uh, put Darnold to the wayside and draft Trevor Lawrence. It'll probably happen. I don't see. I looked at their schedule earlier. I don't see them winning a game this year. I mean as bad as they are if they still won then they do but I just it's hard it's hard to see them win any type of game this year but Denver Broncos they finally overcame you know the the close games that they've been in they finally were able to put it away and you know just because it was the Jets it doesn't matter they needed the win bad in a bad bad way special teams played good defense played good offense played good it was clicking um, and so anyway I, I was impressed um, what I saw with Denver last night you know they could have uh, just said, well, we're going to come into this game. We've got a third-string quarterback. Mm, you know, we've we've lost close games this year. We lost close games last year. You know, and and is it worth it? You know, but they came out. They had effort. They played well. Uh, probably the best uh, game they've played all season. Best called game by Fangio that I've seen this season. I watch them closely, obviously, because they're my team. But you know, just a good win for Denver. They go on and they play New England next week. We'll see if they can stop Cam and that. In that offense and and you know at least try to score and attempt to score probably be a low-scoring game as long as they can keep the Patriots out of the end zone. Um, but Denver has uh, Denver has the Patriots next week. We'll see, you know, where that takes them. And obviously, you know, the Jets, they have the Cardinals, so I don't see much hope in that game for them. But hey, if you're a Jets fan, hang on, tank for Trevor. You're probably gonna get him. Probably shouldn't happen that way. You need offensive linemen. Sam Darnold's running for his life every single game. He can't find a receiver to to, uh, throw to. They they got rid of his favorite receiver, Anderson. So it's just a a joke of a franchise, honestly. I mean, you know, just an absolute joke. Um, So we'll see what they do. I don't know. So this weekend we got a lot of NFL action. We talked about this Thursday night game in the last segment uh we got a ton of action we we talked a little bit about it yesterday and and uh we talked a little bit about nick Foles and the bears and and i just want to go through these games today i want to give you some of my picks maybe something for you to look for uh this weekend uh so much nfl action remember um for your fantasy football teams that the uh, steelers and the titans are not playing their game it is subject to uh the end of this year uh i'm sure it'll come out and the NFL will tell you when it is but it is not this weekend so if you've got any guys on the Steelers if you've got any guys on the Titans make sure you are not playing them make sure you drop if you can um, if you have that available make sure you do that I was really looking forward to that game too. Um, Steelers 3-0 Titans 3-0 should have been a pretty good game good matchup but hey you just have to wait thanks to COVID <laughs> Uh, Our first big COVID uh, situation in the NFL happened. Uh, It took a little bit. I mean, week four. um, But hey, you know, hopefully that's it. Hopefully everything gets cleared. These guys get better and they can play again this next Sunday. Anyways, we got a lot of action. We've got the Colts and the Bears as a highlight. Uh, Cowboys, Browns, I know many of you will be looking forward to that one. We've got the Chargers and Buccaneers. That ought to be a decent game. Um, We've got the 0-3 Vikings, the 0-3 Texans. Who's gonna win? We got the Rams Giants. Got that Patriots-Chiefs game. Uh, Should be a a decent one. We'll see if the Patriots can get to Patrick Mahomes. I highly doubt it, (laughs) but we shall see Raiders-Bills. We've got Monday night, we've got the Falcons and the Packers. So let's talk Colts and Bears real fast. I gave you a little bit about Nick Foles yesterday and the Bears. I think they finally made the right decision, benched Mitchell Trubisky. I've got the Bears in this one. I know the Colts' defense has been really, really good. They made um, uh, Darnold look absolutely terrible last week, but who doesn't? (laughs) Uh, But the Bears and Colts, they're playing this week. Uh, The Colts are favored by three points, but i got the Bears. I think the Bears get it done. I think Nick Foles comes out, he he gets the win. It's going to be really, really hard. It's going to be tough. If the Indianapolis Colts can run the ball, um, I think they've got a better chance. I just don't ever trust Phillip Rivers. Uh, you just can't trust that guy. He, he'll throw ten picks in a game if he, if he could do it, right? But, you know, I, I just think that um, it's going to be the Bears' game to win. Um, put them at 4-0. and I mean, kind of a surprising team. Uh, I think the, the competition has been a little bit down uh, to start the season. But I think that the Bears will get it done. The next game would be the Jaguars and the Bengals, right? I mean, that's a pretty man game. Is this going to be Joe Burrow's first win? I felt like the you know last week the the in the game the Eagles kind of gave up there towards the end, and the Bengals probably uh, could have had another chance, maybe at a field goal, if something would have happened to the Eagles. But I felt like that game was just destined to be a tie. Um, but you know, Bengals, Jaguars. I've got the Bengals in this game. They're two and a half point favorites. It's going to be close. Um, can the Jaguars bounce back from the atrocious Thursday night game they had against the Dolphins? Can Gardner Minshew get back to, you know, Gardner Minshew form, um, which he's not a bad quarterback, guys. I mean, he's he has his struggles. He's not probably a, a normal starter, but, you know, he can definitely come through and, and get a couple wins here for the Jaguars this year. But I got Joe Joe Burrow getting his first win in Cincinnati uh, this week, and I think he'll find his receiver, Tyler Boyd, get some touchdowns. Um, But I look for that game to be pretty close. Browns-Cowboys, 12 o'clock on Fox. I know many of you Oklahomans will be watching that game. The Cowboys fans that you are, the Baker Mayfield fans that you are, I believe that game will be... Um, heavily watched, especially here in this state. Um, I've got the, man, you know, I've got the Browns winning. I just think the Browns are going to get it done. Dak Prescott, I mean, I've talked about him, right, uh, a couple uh, days ago. He's just an average quarterback. He can't get the ball to his weapons. This is going to be a shootout. I mean, let's let's just be honest here. This is going to be a shootout. Neither team has uh, the Cowboys definitely got no defense. The Browns have an okay defense. Miles um, Garrett will probably get after him. Uh, the Browns' uh, secondary is uh, meh, right? But the Cowboys' defense is just awful. The Cowboys are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I, I just really see this to be a high-scoring game, maybe even the highest-scoring game that there is this weekend. But I've got the Browns. I think the Browns are going to get to three and one. I think Odell's going to make a big play in this game. You might even see Jarvis Landry catching some passes. Austin Hooper might have his first good game for the Browns. Uh, they'll be all. They'll definitely run that football. Nick Chubb um, and uh, Kareem Hunt. You know those two guys. They're going to run the ball. But I've got the Browns in this game. Sorry, Cowboys fans. But I've got the Browns winning. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people picking the Cowboys, but I got the Browns in that one. New Orleans and Detroit. Detroit coming off a massive win. I think they're going to have the hangover in this game. I think the Saints are going to win. Um, hope they're hoping to get uh, they're hoping to get uh, Michael Thomas back. Alvin Kamara was great last week. He's their leading receiver right now. Um, but I've got the Saints. I, I just don't see the Lions winning. I think the Saints bounce back, get them a win, a must-needed win, um, especially with the Buccaneers being in their territory now with Tom Brady, or Tom Brady being in their territory with the Buccaneers. Uh, I just, I think the Saints get it. I think the Saints get it done. I think Drew Brees has a big day um, finding his receivers and look for Emmanuel Sanders um, as well to maybe come through for them. Seahawks, Dolphins, next game, Seahawks. I don't even think we need to talk about that Pre, or uh, week through week three, MVP Russell Wilson, he's been unstoppable. He's got great receivers, DK Metcalf. Um, Tyler Lockett, just a great uh, group of receivers. They're probably going to be without Chris Carson this weekend, but it ain't going to matter. They're going to beat the Dolphins. Buccaneers, Chargers. I think this is going to be a lot closer than people think. I think the Chargers' defense is pretty good. Um, you know, the the Buccaneers, they've gotten better since that first week. Tom Brady looks a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but the Chargers, you know, even with a rookie quarterback, I think that they're going to have a good, uh, definitely a good chance to, you know, win this game. But I got the Buccaneers. I mean, they're a whole touchdown favorite. Uh, I mean, it could be close, but I think the Buccaneers are gonna win, but the Chargers are gonna get, keep, keep it close. Just bank on that. Uh, the Chargers keeping it close. Now, if they get blown out, hey, it happens, right? But give the Chargers credit where credit is due. I think they'll keep that one close. Next game is Ravens, uh, football team, Washington football team. Ravens, <laughs> all day, big bounce back win for them. Um, bounce-back game. I mean, luckily they're playing Washington this week. Uh, They had a rough game against the Chiefs, but everybody's going to have a rough game against the Chiefs this year. 14-point favorites. I got the Ravens big in this one. Uh, Cardinals-Panthers. You know, my guy Kyler Murray had a bad, bad game last week. But I see them bounce back, get the win. It's going to be very, very close. Panthers are better than you think. Um, Got Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball around now. But I've got the Cardinals in this one. DeAndre Hopkins has been unstoppable in the first three weeks. Um, but I've got the Cardinals definitely. It's going to be close. It'll probably be three uh, points or less. Um, Cardinals are going to have to figure out how to win close games. But I think they've got it this coming weekend. Um, Vikings, Texans, two zero and three teams. Who are going to win it? Um, I've got. Uh, this one was hard for me. Um, I mean, just both teams, 0-3, both of them, you know, have kind of different teams than they had last year. Uh, both of them have, you know, both of them have the quarterbacks' issues. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson is, is you know, Deshaun Watson is better than, than uh, you know, old, did you see that, right? He's better, okay? He's better than old Kirk Cousins. But man, this one's tough. I gotta go Houston. Houston's a four-point favorite. I've, I've got Houston in this game. I think Deshaun Watson. You know, he bounces back. He's had some trouble. He doesn't have any receivers. Let's be honest. Kirk Cousins might have found his guy, Justin, uh, Justin Jefferson. But mm, you know, I've gotta go. I've gotta go Deshaun Watson and the Texans. I think they're gonna get their first win, first big win uh, at home. You know, in front of no crowd but Deshaun Watson's gonna have a big game. He's gonna get it done, Uh, and the Texans will win, and the Vikings will go to 0-4, I believe that. Next, Giants, Rams. I've got the Rams in this one. Giants have no chance. They're probably probably just as bad as New York. I mean, let's talk about the New York football teams. Uh, Awful, right? The Rams are gonna get this one. Uh, The Giants have no chance. They're 13-point underdogs, it ain't happening. Sorry, Giants fans, but it ain't happening. The Rams are going to get it, and you guys know it. Uh, Patriots-Chiefs, in my opinion, the game of the week. Uh, the Patriots and Chiefs, can Cam Newton beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? I don't see it happen. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be closer than what you think, but I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think that the the Patriots can run the football really, really well. I think it's going to uh, cause problems for the Chiefs, but... I just got the Chiefs in this one. They've been so good. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league by far. Um, he's he's so much better than the rest of the competition. Um, the Chiefs got it. Chiefs are going to beat the Patriots this week. It's going to be you know it's going to be closer. It's probably be a touchdown. Um, you know I don't I don't see it being a you know a, a fourteen you know two, two three touchdown win for the Chiefs. I, I see it being maybe a, a touchdown or less. But they'll get it done. Chiefs will get it done. Um, and they'll get another win and move on. The Bills and Raiders, this ought to be a pretty good one too. Um, I got the Bills in this one. I think the Bills will beat them. The Raiders will you know, probably play much like they played against the Saints a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that the Raiders will keep it close. They've got to be able to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. He's got to stay healthy. But uh, you know, Josh Allen has been the, the most improved player, I think. I think he's very, very, very underrated is Josh Allen. I think he's going to get the job done for the Bills this week and this weekend. And I've got I got Buffalo, three-point favorites. I've got Buffalo. I've got to take Buffalo in this one. And then the nightcap on NBC, Sunday Night Football, the 49ers and Eagles. The Eagles have had their problems, their fair share of problems. They had a tie last week. It's like kissing your sister, right? Uh, had a tie last week. Eagles ain't getting it done this week, folks. Sorry. 49ers will get it done with Nick Mullins still in at quarterback. I know they have a lot of injuries, but I think the 49ers are just the better team even with those injuries. The Eagles, but they're just – it ain't happening. You know, the I think Carson Wentz is the most overrated quarterback in the league, um, you know, and, and he's always injured, right? He's, he's, you know, always making mistakes. He didn't win the Super Bowl that year. Nick Foles did. And I, I just – I don't see it. It's not happening. 49ers will win that one, and I think win it big. Um, Falcons-Packers, Monday night, big game Monday night. Pa- Falcons are desperate for a win. I've got the Packers in this one, but you know, uh, don't be surprised if the Falcons win this game. I mean, I'm serious. The Packers have been really, really, really good. They've got Aaron Rodgers, obviously, got great weapons, good running back, good receivers, uh, great offensive line, a really improved defense, a good defense, that is, um, but... I, I don't, I just, you know, don't be surprised if the Falcons win this game. They desperately, desperately need a win to win, do the Falcons. But I've got the Packers in this. I don't, I don't think they're going to win, but I think it is a possibility for the Falcons to win this game. I've got the Packers. So going back through there, I've got the Bears and the Colts-Bears game. I've got the uh, Bengals and the Jaguars-Bengals game. I've got the Browns and the Ka- Browns-Cowboys. I've got the Saints in the, in the Saints-Lions game. The Seahawks game against the Dolphins, obviously Seahawks. Uh, Buccaneers, Chargers, I've got the Buccaneers getting another win. Um, Ravens, Washington, football team, I've got the Ravens. Uh, Cardinals, Panthers, I've got the Cardinals there in a close one. Uh, Texans, Vikings, I think the Texans finally get their first win of the season. Rams, Giants, Rams all the way. Uh, Chiefs, Patriots, Chiefs in a closer game than you would think. Um, bills and Raiders I've got the bills in that one that's going to be a good one uh, 49ers in the game against the Eagles I think they're going to win and, and win big uh, Packers Falcons Packers will win but it's going to be close. the Falcons need that win man and uh, it's going to be close but you know so much good NFL action this weekend I'm, I'm looking forward to it I'm um, a full day on Sunday um, the NFL. Uh, You know, we'll see what Nick Foles can do as a starter for the Bears. We'll see if Joe Burrow gets his first win. We'll see if, you know, the Cowboys can, can, you know, hold their own against the Browns. The Cowboys are the better team on paper. Don't get me wrong. They have so many more weapons. They have the, the superstar names, all of it. But I've got the Browns. I just think the Browns with Baker Mayfield are so much better this year. They're doing better. They look better. They have a new coach. Um, you know, look for Russell Wilson to light it up again against the, you know, the lowly Dolphins. Um, look for the Ravens to bounce back. Uh, just, just a good week, right? Good weekend of, of uh, football. Uh, so good matchups. Um, look for that Patriots and Chiefs game will be fun. And then to cap it off on Monday night, the Falcons and the Packers. What is Matt Ryan going to do? Is Matt Ryan going to be Matt Ryan and be above average to average? Or is Matt Ryan gonna be a great Matt Ryan? Is he gonna lead his team to victory over the Packers in a must win? Their season is done and over with if they lose this game and Dan Quinn might get fired, right? And they just went to the Super Bowl not too many years ago, right? Just what, three years ago, something like that? I mean, it's incredible how fast teams turn from being Super Bowl contenders to nothing. (laughs) We're talking right now about Dan Quinn getting fired. There's probably 10 to 15 teams that would love to have Dan Quinn as their head coach. And the Falcons are talking about, you know, getting rid of him if something doesn't happen. The Falcons are so desperate for a win against the Packers. I don't see them winning, but they're gonna do everything they can to to win. So, you know, just great, great, great action. This weekend, I'm so looking forward to it. We love that the NFL is back, and those guys are playing their tails off. Um, you know, in front of no fans, it's got to be so awkward. I mean, I was watching the Broncos Jets game last night, and they were pumping volume into the stands. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm pretty sure the Jets have never been that loud, right? But you could hear it on the TV. I mean, so it's got to be so awkward for these players, but they continue to go out there, they continue to play. Um, you know, and continue to do what they're, you know, what they're, they're paid to do. And that's play football and what they love to do. And so it's, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool to see these guys still competing. Um, and we'll see, you know, this is week four. We'll see where the rest of the season takes us uh, as NFL fans. And, uh, so make sure you're watching this weekend. Make sure you support your team with everything you got. Make sure you're, you're talking about it on social media with your friends and, uh, man, you don't want to miss it this weekend. It's going to be good. Now, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, what Kyrie Irving was talking about. I don't know if you've seen it, but he made another controversial statement this week about his team and his past issues in the NBA. He literally came out and said about Kevin Durant that he finally has a guy that he can go to at the end of the game and said, that guy will go make a bucket. What are you talking about? Kyrie Irving, you had LeBron James fixing to be four-time champion, but you're talking about you never had somebody that could go out and get a bucket at the end of a game? Who does this guy think he is? Kevin Durant's great, don't get me wrong. He's a great player. He's a guy that has been clutch. He's a guy that's failed, right? But Kyrie Irving told one of the greatest players of all time that he couldn't go to him at the end of a game to get a bucket. Are you kidding me? Kyrie would have never won anything in Cleveland had had it not been for LeBron James. Unreal. I mean, I just can't believe he even said that. You're talking about LeBron James. Kyrie Irving is talking about LeBron James. Now we shouldn't be so surprised because Kyrie says some off the wall stuff. But Kyrie said that he could not go to LeBron James at the end of games. Now he finally has somebody that can go get a bucket at the end of the game when it's needed the most. Unbelievable. <laughs> and then who does he think he who who does he think he is? He's going out talking about Their new coach, Steve Nash, one of the greatest point guards of all time, one of the greatest players of all time, is now their coach. And he's talking about it being a collaborative effort. The coaching. He said something along the lines of this. Kevin Durant can be the head coach one game. I can be the head coach another. We'll work with Steve Nash. But we basically don't need a coach. (laughs) Bro. You are the player. You get paid millions of dollars. Not to act like this. Literally, Kyrie Irving doesn't see Nets as having a head coach despite recent (laughs) hire of Steve Nash. Dude, what are you talking about, Kyrie Irving? Let's go ahead and bring Steve Nash in and just make him mad, right? We don't need you, Steve Nash. I don't see us having a head coach. KD could be our head coach. I could be our head coach some days. Then why are we paying millions of dollars for Steve Nash to come in and be the head coach? If I'm the GM, if I'm the owner, I'm going to Kyrie Irving and saying, Dude, shut your mouth. You're making no sense. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. He's been like this. We probably should say... Oh, well, you know, that's Kyrie Irving. No, it's not. That, uh, he doesn't get an excuse for this one. You talked bad about one of the greatest players of all time. He's talking about he can't, you know, he that you couldn't rely on him to go get a bucket at the end of the game. But now you have the easy money sniper, Kevin Durant, to go to at the end of the game to get a bucket. And you don't need a coach, by the way. Maybe that's what Kyrie needs, right? Maybe Kyrie just needs to just not have a coach. It's obvious he's uncoachable. I just don't see them winning i think i, I think it's a great pairing on the basketball court, but all that goes through the mind of Kyrie Irving he gets he lets his mind get to him, man. I mean, what are you talking about? You don't need a coach. It's going to be a collaborative effort. What are you talking about? You can, you finally have somebody that you can go to at the end of a game? It's unreal, man. I just, you know, and, and of course, you know, Kevin Durant probably, uh, he came through and he said, Jacques Vaughn could be a head coach, could do it one day. It's a collaborative effort. What does it have anything to do with what your situation is right now? Do they not want Steve Nash? I mean, Talked about this. Kevin Durant loved Steve Nash when he was in uh, when he was with the Warriors, and Steve Nash was an assistant. I just man, I don't get it. It's unreal, dude. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like Kyrie Irving is jealous of LeBron James. <clears throat> I'm I'm serious. I think Kyrie Irving. The biggest thing for Kyrie Irving is he lets LeBron in his head seriously it's unbelievable that a guy who let's be honest was drafted by the Cavs right The Cavaliers drafted him as the number one overall pick he hadn't played really much of a season at Duke he gets to the Cavs he can't win right they're terrible he's probably about to ask out and LeBron James comes back to Cleveland. LeBron James comes back, and what do they do? They win a championship. And all Kyrie wants to do is talk about how bad LeBron of a teammate LeBron James was. He's jealous, man. He's straight up jealous. I saw Perk, you know, talking about it. You know, Kyrie just can't get away from LeBron James being better than him, and it'll be it'll stick in his mind his whole entire career, guaranteed. Something just came across my phone. Heat big man uh, Bam Adebayo will not play tonight versus Lakers. So that's a huge, that's a huge uh, loss for them tonight. Um, but anyway, sticking with Kyrie Irving. I mean, come on, man. What are you talking about, bro? Just end this beef you got with LeBron. Just end it. It's time. It's time for you to go out and be the basketball player you can be. Stop sa- making stupid statements. Stop letting LeBron in your head and go out and play some basketball, man. You've got Kevin Durant on your team now. You've got Steve Nash as your coach. I'd love to have Steve Nash, one of the greatest offensive players to ever play the game. But yet, you want to keep running your mouth, talking noise, and worrying about that. Just I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. We got a couple baseball games today. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's been a pretty good playoff so far. Um, Dodgers closed it out last night. They are now the series winners. Braves closed it out early yesterday on the bats. Or behind the bats, they had great pitching. Obviously, another shutout for the Braves. The Reds can't hit the ball. Um, The Athletics won, won that series. Uh, I really thought the White Sox would get them, but hey, they won. The Padres tied it up. Fernando Tatis, man, in that bat flip. Right, the the, the uh, young Padres team, so fun to watch. They got the win and uh, tied it up one-one. Tatis Myers homered twice, um, both of them. Just a good game by the Padres. Uh, Manny Machado came through in the clutch, got him a homer. Um, the Dodgers won. You know they knocked off the Brewers, which isn't surprising. Uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched a pretty much a near perfect game. Um, just a just a great game the Cubs Marlins got postponed to today and right now um, right now of course it's 0-0 top of the seventh as I speak Um, we'll see where that uh, goes also Cardinals Padres game two or game three tonight see who wins that series um, and we'll move on Uh, I'm looking forward to that one I, I love love the Padres I love watching them they're young man they're just energetic who cares if you flip the bat man that was amazing moonshot he'll probably get you know uh the ball thrown at him tonight i'm sure <laughs> but but we'll see you know and the cubs in a desperate desperate uh time right now they need a win today they're playing the uh, marlins right now as i speak but the padres cardinals tonight i um, looking forward to that action so i want to talk about bat flipping for a minute you know, I've I've watched baseball my entire life. I played a little bit um, as a boy, but let's talk about bat flipping, okay? Sometimes I think it depends on the demeanor. Last night, Fernando Tatis he flipped his bat to his own bench. He was excited. I also def- I also think it depends on the timing. Flips his bat over. He's looking at his team. He's pumping them up, man. He just freaking nailed the ball right he just pelted it out of the out of the park and he flips his bat and everybody is talking about it right he just flipped the bat what i, I thought it was an incredible hit number one number two i love it i love it man forget unwritten rules in baseball forget all that nonsense dude just play the game that's what the game needs Nobody likes to sit around and watch a nine-inning game anymore because it's just not fun. But that makes it fun, man, because I would come back to watch, you know, Tatis just hit. Just do it again, man. Knock a homer and throw the the bat into the crowd, man, for all I care. I love it. I absolutely love it. So bat flipping, keep doing it, man. Like I said, I, I think sometimes it probably depends on the, the the scenario. If you're in the middle of the season, man, and you're just playing a, you know, just a random game in the season, and you hit a homer, and you're especially if you're losing, and you flip the bat kind of in a derogatory way, I think then you probably deserve to get pelted. But man, games like this that need some excitement, playoff games, you just hit a homer to go up, you know, great shot, great hit, just do it, man. NFL, they score a touchdown, they get to dance, right? Basketball, they make a shot, a game winner, the team goes wild. You get, you know, you get everybody uh, jumping around you. You know, most of the time you go to the floor because, you know, you're just being dogpiled. It's okay. When pitchers get a big strikeout, they're able to, you know, just kind of go off and like a Trevor Bauer, you know, do something like a Trevor Bauer getting excited man that's that's this game needs dude who cares if he flips the bat just move on dude you shouldn't have gave up the homer i love it i love it they need base that's what baseball needs is youth young guys that are energetic the tim anderson's the fernando Tatises, the trevor bowers of the world man young players that love to play and love to show that how good they are i love it man some of you might be sitting there listening to my podcast today and saying, Dude, what are you talking about? That's an unwritten rule. What is an unwritten rule? I mean, come on. Something you can't do? Who says I can't do it? It's not a rule. Oh, well, it's a rule in the locker room. Who cares, man? Who cares? Go out and have fun for all I care. That's my take on that, man. Because I, I saw you know, on Twitter, of course, good old Twitter, you know, the there was a couple videos of it up, of him flipping the bat, and you've got all these, you know, old baseball fans. are like, oh, that's that's terrible. Oh, why I can't even believe he did that. Dude, who cares? Who gives a flip? Flip the bat. Get excited. I want to see it. Baseball's, you know, without that kind of stuff, man, baseball can be boring. I mean, the Cubs and Marlins are 0-0 right now. That's why baseball doesn't have fans anymore. Because it's not fun. But hey, guys can are going to continue to make it fun. I love it. I love seeing it. There's so many superstars in the game today. Young superstars. Baseball needed it. They needed that, that re-energizing that they've been getting from these guys. And I love it. Tatis Jr., if you're listening out there, keep flipping that bat, brother. Tomorrow is Saturday, and you know what Saturdays mean. College football all day long. I am so excited. State teams playing. Out-of-state teams. A lot of good matchups. Highly ranked games, right, in the SEC. There's a couple of them. Man, I am ready for tomorrow. It's going to be great. I love watching me some college football. Auburn, Georgia, 630. They play at the same time, the Oklahoma game. But I'll keep my eye on that one. Uh, Alabama, A&M, come on now. Can A&M get it done? Can Jimbo Fisher, you know, beat Alabama? Um, it's it's just going to be a good day, man. It's just going to be a awesome, awesome day of college football. Make sure you are tuning in. Um, dude, Oklahoma State, Kansas. Let's see if Oklahoma State can get a 2-3 touchdown win against a weak opponent. Oklahoma trying to bounce back against Iowa State. You know, I, I just think OU's got it. I think OU's got it. I think Spencer's going to have a, uh, just a comeback game. I think Lincoln Riley's going to shut you all up that have been talking about, you know, getting rid of him because he just can't win, you know, these games. He loses games every year, just that one. or I mean, y'all are crazy, and you should have heard my segment a couple of days ago. And if you haven't, go back and look. Uh, listen to it. But Oklahoma, man, they've got to bounce back this week. I think the defense will be better. Uh, it's against Iowa State. It's a team that you'd expect them to be, but we all expected them to be Kansas State, right? But Oklahoma, Iowa State, seven-point favorites. Oklahoma probably should be more, but after last week, I mean, who can blame the, the odds makers? Oklahoma's got to come back. I'm looking for a big day from Seth McGowan. I'm looking for a big day from uh, from good old Marvin Mims, maybe even a maybe even a breakout of the season for Theo Weiss. I don't know. Spencer Rattler though, man, has got to play well. I, I, get back in that Heisman race. I think five touchdowns would be amazing. You know, over three, maybe three fifty. Five touchdowns if he throws an interception, that's good. Don't throw two. But man, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It's supposed to be rainy. Uh, is what the forecast looks like for tomorrow. There's probably not too many guys picking Iowa State. But let's talk about that Grinch defense for a second. Um, You know, something that I would like to see from Alex Grinch is blitzing. I saw it from Denver last night. You know, Vic Fangio finally went back to his roots. He blitzed the quarterback. Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the New York Jets. You got to blitz him, and he did. Sam Darnold was uncomfortable. Brock Purdy. Is going to be the quarterback for Iowa State tomorrow night. You've got to blitz him, Alex Grinch. You know, I hope that he at least tries it. If your if your uh, DBs keep doing what they've been doing for the last you know two years now, can't cover a soul. Then you just got to I guess just go away from it. But please, for the love of everything, Alex Grinch, blitz all night. Just blitz him. That's all we're asking for as fans. We want to see a little blitzing, a little mixing up, a little movement. I'm just hoping and praying for that, man. I'm hoping that we're able to do that because I think that's what OU needs on the defensive side of the football. We need some blitzing. You know, I hope they've worked on tackling this week. The tackling, again, we've talked about that for like five years now. The tackling was pitiful last Saturday, especially second half. Couldn't tackle a soul. That was uh, stupid shoulder blocks that we were trying to do just doesn't work right got to play some defense if OU could win this game 56 to 7 we'd love it we'd be singing the praises right but I don't see that happening but I think OU's, OU's probably gonna be a, a two or three touchdown win This this should be anyway they got to do it, man. They've got to have some confidence in one another. they got to come out and just really, really grind, right? Really, really play hard for one another. What does a bounce back look like for OU, typically a win? It's typically a win. I mean, every year they lose and then they win. They start winning. So let's see what we can do with the freshman quarterback. The offensive line's got to be better tomorrow. Got to be better tomorrow. We hear about all these great, you know, potential All-Americans. we got to see it. Or these freshmen are going to start getting opportunities. Because I know Biedenboe, man. Biedenboe won't mess around. He's going to start taking guys out if they're not playing. He did it last weekend. I mean, he 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 took Swenson out right away because he was playing terrible. Put the freshman in that was supposed to start the game before, right? But Biedenboe, you know, he has a short leash on these guys. You might start seeing freshmen in there because the, the upperclassmen that have been playing for a couple years now just aren't getting it done. Holding penalties. Just out of shape, seems like. Not making good reads. Things have got to be better. Things have got to be better. Second state game, we could talk about OU all day, but second state game is Oklahoma State and Kansas. Looking forward to it. I am. You know, I, I, I uh, what I'm looking forward to is seeing if Oklahoma State can, you know, maybe you know, win by three, four, five touchdowns? I think that's kind of the the goal of this week. They're 22.5-point favorites. Can they do it? Or are they just going to let Kansas hang around? Last week, I think the score was closer than what it actually looked like against West Virginia. But I don't know. I mean, I I think the best thing for you poke fans is going to be to Oklahoma State to come out and just put the foot down, right? Get it done early. You know, let Illingworth go out there and, and find his receivers. Chuba Hubbard's got to have a bounce-back game. He hasn't done anything, right? Chuba's been struggling mightily. I mean, 49 carries, 194 yards in two games on the season. I mean, almost 100-yard average, but he's averaging under 100 yards. This is a Heisman Trophy candidate, All-American-type player. Maybe second, third-round pick in the draft. He's got to have a bounce-back game. And I think for the the best thing for OSU fans would be to see a 4-5-6 touchdown win. I mean, seriously, you've got to be able to put your foot down against a team like Kansas and win and win big. Win big. But anyways, you guys play at 2.30 on ESPN, Oklahoma State and Kansas. Make sure you're tuning in, supporting your team, the state school. Um, I know it's going to be probably a boring game for you guys. It typically is. It's like, oh, Kansas is on schedule. You know, but hopefully your team can come out. The Cowboys can come out and you know do you know do what they do best and score points, right? Chuba Hubbard looking for a bounce back game, needs it. Tylen Wallace, hopefully he can get out there and get open, and they can find him. But hey, let's let's see what let's see what happens there. You know, man. You know, man. Lastly, we got the NBA Finals tonight. Like I said earlier in the podcast, Bam Adebayo is out for the game. It ain't happening, Heat fans. I've already told you. I told you a couple days ago, it ain't happening. It ain't going to work out for you. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news and probably the 1,400th person you've heard from. That ain't happening for the Heat. LeBron James and the Lakers will sweep this series. I thought it would be five or six games, but the injuries have just taken a toll on the Heat. It's not happening. But tonight, uh, it's, it's Lebron and, and company are going to get it done. Anthony Davis, my opinion, the MVP. Right? Uh, it's just no chance for the Heat. No chance. Nine and a half point favorites for the Lakers. Um, he just aren't going to get it done. You know, I love the the makeup of the Heat. I think that they're going to be incredible to come. Uh, these guys are gonna get better and better by with age um, and Jimmy Butler being the leader that he is, I think that they're gonna get it all all worked out, but this year it's not gonna happen. Um, I've said all along Denver Nuggets were the number two team in my opinion. Denver Nuggets three was Clippers and then four is the heat. I mean uh, LeBron and Company are just that far above the competition when it comes to to the heat. They're gonna win folks. They're going to win, and uh, I mean, look for them to sweep. The big thing to watch, I think, for, for me tonight is can somebody else other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis kind of step up and become that third guy? Is it going to be Rondo? Is it going to be Caruso? Is it going to be Morris off the bench? Uh, is it going to be Contavious Caldwell-Pope? Is Danny Green going to have a bounce-back game? Dwight Howard Maybe. I mean, who's it going to be? Who's going to be that third guy to kind of, you know, just really put the heat out of their misery? <laughs> um, that's what I'll be looking forward, uh tonight. I think the Heat will keep it close at first, and then the Lakers will probably just run away uh, run away with it. So, yep, Heat, Lakers, no Bam, no Gorin, uh, Drogic, right? They're hurting, man. The Heat are hurting right now. I feel bad for them, but... I don't think they were going to get it done with the full roster. Let's be honest. Uh, so so let's see. You know, Let's see what happens tonight. But I got the Lakers winning, winning big. Uh, Heat will keep it close at first, like I said. And it's going to be over after that. There's not much else to say about that. I want to uh, end the, the podcast today talking a little Thunder basketball. I know I've got some Thunder listeners out there um, being from Oklahoma, being a Thunder fan. I want to talk a little of Thunder basketball, right? What I want to talk about specifically is this coaching hire. Um, you know, I've, I've had some conversations with people over the last several weeks now that Billy Donovan uh, and the Oklahoma City parted ways mutually. Uh, the coaching situation is this. You know, I've seen, oh, well, Doc Rivers is available. No, that's not good, right, which he's with the Sixers now. Um, he's signing that deal with them, going to be the Sixers coach. Um, Mike D'Antoni is another name that's come up. I, I just don't like that fit. You know, he's a guy that, that's going to be contending. Um, what I'm looking for is either a college coach, like a Bill Self maybe, and they probably going to have to pay him too much. Um, maybe a Becky Hammond from uh, be the first female head basketball coach in the NBA history. I think that'd be great. Thunder be part of that. I think it's awesome. She's obviously got the respect uh, that she deserves in San Antonio, and she's been under pop for the last several years. So, you know, maybe it may be that higher. They might look there. Um, you know, Mark Jackson, he's done well with young guys before, with Curry um, and Clay. Um, he could be a guy, I think he's going to want too much money, but I think he's a guy that, that we could take a look at. Um, like I said, Bill Self could be another um, guy with an opportunity. Jock Vaughn is a guy that, that I know is a good. We talked about him with, the, uh, with Kevin Durant and his, what he was saying earlier. Uh, in the broadcast but you know somebody that's young somebody that's ready to grow with these guys maybe even a, a Spolstra type guy you know that's just been sitting in the film room the last several years give a guy an opportunity maybe it's somebody in the organization a Mo Cheeks, or um, you know one of these assistants maybe it's a Rex Kalamian coming back uh, I don't know but I think it's got to be somebody that that doesn't have a whole lot of experience that can grow with these players and eventually if they don't which the Thunder typically keep people, but if, if they don't grow with the players that we can just move on from and we can come in and get a big-time coach where we're competing, I'm ready for a rebuild. I don't know if you guys uh, are ready for that, but I'm ready for a rebuild. I'm ready for them to, to move on from Chris Paul. I hate to say this, and I'll probably have a lot of people sending me hate mail for this one and, and messages, but Steven Adams, I'm ready to move on from Adams. Uh, you know... Roberson's got to go. I mean, just some of these guys that have been here, and and obviously Paul's been here for a year and he did great. Don't get me wrong, he really, really helped these young guys grow a shooter and and uh, with with SGA. But he's uh, he's got to go. I mean, we've got to find a trade partner for him. We've got to rebuild. The only the only way the Thunder are going to be better than average is if they go through a rebuild, because Presti is. Let's be honest, Presti's made some some uh, head scratching decisions. But he's really, really been able to draft well when he's got high picks. And I think that's something that, that I'm looking forward to is seeing him, if we do kind of, I guess you could say tank, to see what he can do with a first pick, second pick, third pick, fourth pick, you know, any of those type of, types of guys. I want to see what he can do with it. And I want to see where we can go from there because this, isn't, this, this doesn't need to draw out and be a three-year journey. This needs to be a 10-year journey, just like it was with Russ and KD. You know, luckily, KD had his rookie season in Seattle. He got here. He was ready. He was taking the NBA by storm. He was scoring 20 a game. Russ came in. He he had a difficult first year. It was the first year the Thunder were here. He, he had to grow a little bit, came off the bench there for a while, had to learn how to be a point guard, was just an athletic superhuman, <laughs> right? Uh, good defense. He was an all-Pac-12 defensive player. Came in, learned how to play the point. But the Thunder grew with those guys. And I think that's what they got to do now. The Thunder are a small market. We're never going to be able to get the big free agents here. It's just not going to happen. I don't even care if Russell Westbrook comes back. It ain't going to happen. He He got Paul George to come here on the trade. He got Carmelo to come here on the trade. But nothing happened for it, right? Because we cannot get guys in here on the free agent scale. We have to trade for them, and, and it's just kind of a luck deal if they stay. More than one year, two years. We have got to draft, guys. It's got to happen. I see it, man. I see it. If we're able to, to you know, get some high picks, we've got like 14 or something, probably more than that. First-round draft picks, and I know some of them are going to be late because there are good teams like the Clippers and, and the Heat But we've got to do something because I I just don't want to be average anymore. The Thunder don't that's that's not what that's not what they are built on. They're built to compete for championships. Even when KD left, built to compete for championships, continue to try to win with Russell. So what do we do now? I feel like we've gotta, you know, I hate using the word tank, but we've got to, you know, get rid of some guys, get rid of the talent, maybe keep SGA. Maybe keep uh, Baisley in there. Baisley was great in the bubble. Hire a coach that can grow with these with these players. Start drafting well. Even if the Thunder, they're not going to lose money on the season if they decide to go 15 and whatever or 20 and whatever. They're not because people are going to continue to come and watch. That's what we. That's what we've always done. Even when the Hornets were here after the hurricane, that's what we've done. We support the teams that are here. and that's what I'm looking for for the Thunder is I'm looking for you know some sort of rebuild, some sort of you know, let's just not be average over the next three to five years. Let's build for the future. Let's be great in 10 years, you know Let's be competing for championships. Let's let these guys uh, build something together for two, three, four years and then just be on the competition level, right? Of, of competing for championships. Let's see, Kevin Durant was, was drafted, right? They came here the second year, um, which I think was in 08. And then it was three years after that, that they made the finals. They had the year that they didn't make the playoffs. They had the second year where they played the Lakers and got knocked out. Kobe and company won the championship. And then the next year they were in the finals. Or no, not the next year, the the year after that so it was about three years after three or four years after right that they made the finals I mean that's what we need we don't need to be average we don't need to put something to sell tickets because tickets will sell even with a bad team it's Oklahoma City right that's what we do we go to watch Thunder games and it's fun we love our team I mean I, I, honestly I, I've read so many things over the years about how passionate the Thunder fans are because we are we love the Thunder, right? So let's go into a rebuild. I'm fine with it. And some of you may say, oh, no, that's that's not a good idea. No, it is a good idea. Quit being average. Quit get knocked out of the first round. Go out and draft. Draft some guys. Get good picks, man. There's great talent coming up. Watch, LeBron James' son going to be playing for the Thunder in a few years. <laughs> I'm just saying. But... We've got to shoot for the future. There's so much great talent in the game. If you've, if I don't know if some of you guys follow this, but guys going into college, guys going to this new G, uh, G League program that they have, where they don't have to go to high school, they can go and play pro for a year in America, you know, and then actually go to the big time. So much great talent, man. Let's tank. <laughs> Let's tank. Let's get these players. Let's get a coach in here that you know, well, that we that these players can benefit from, that they can grow from, that'll learn the game from. I think it's just a great idea. I don't want a Doc Rivers, right? Which ain't gonna happen obviously. I don't I, I don't, man. I don't want a Mike Dantoni. I don't want a Ty Lu. I don't want somebody that, that is gonna, you know, be doing everything they can to win a championship next year. I don't want that, man. I want somebody that the Thunder can grow with. And I feel like deep down inside, many of you do as well. If you really like the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, because I I do, you know, this is a national and local podcast. And the Thunder are my team, right? And I feel like, you know, as a fan, that's what I want. Now on the outside looking in, you always want to compete, right? You always want to be good. You always want to, you know, compete for the championships, especially with the championship pedigree that the Thunder have, right? Right? And the amount that we've kind of been spoiled with over the years with the Thunder. You want to win championships on a national level. That's what you look at. But locally here, man, I just want my team to be good, right? And I think good, the next step to being good or great or, you know, competing for championships is to let these guys grow. Quit just being average. Quit just going after the same guys. Draft some young talent, man. Draft these guys. Get down in there, right? They were supposed to tank this year. Everybody thought it was like, oh, but no. They had Chris Paul, which was great. The season was unreal, man. I loved it. I loved it. And I think those guys benefited greatly from having Chris Paul. But one year's enough, right? One year's enough. Let him go. Start the rebuild. Get a coach in here that they can grow with. And that's. That's the way I feel on it man I want nothing more than the Oklahoma City Thunder to be competing on a national stage again winning championships showing everybody you know we're a little small small market but we can go out and we can get these wins we can compete for championships guys love to be here the fans are great so that's what we should do man I'm telling you that's what that's what that's what the thunder should do Hire a coach to build with a young team. Don't compete for average, but compete, you know, five to 10 years down the road for championships. Do it, man. That's it. I think that's the key. Hiring somebody to grow with these guys, you know, these big names come across the the page and it's like, oh my goodness, we should hire that person, right? He just got fired from such and such. No. Don't do that hire outside. Find somebody that can grow with these guys that are gonna let these guys learn how to play basketball right Let them be free out there. let them you know be quote unquote careless to be honest with you. let them just go out and play their game like they're in an AU tournament. look at the bubble. look how much the these guys a lot of these guys benefited these young guys benefited from the bubble Devin Booker my goodness. He was an MVP type guy, right? Jamal Murray came out of nowhere, right? He's been an okay player on a team that has a superstar in Jokic, and he became the superstar. TJ Warren's another example. I mean, let these guys go out there, let them play a little bit, let them learn from their mistakes, let them have fun, and I think it'll be good in the world here in the 405, right? Here in Oklahoma City. I think things will be great. Let them grow. Let them learn together, so they can compete for championships. Who's gonna be the coach? I don't know. I'm I'm rooting for Becky Hammond. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Oklahoma City be the first. Right? It's cool, you know. But let them grow with, you know, her, whoever the coach is gonna be. Just let them grow with them, man. Draft some young guys. Get rid of the the guys that are just gonna, you know, make you average, above average, competing maybe. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. Anyways, that's it for my show today. We won't be here with you guys this weekend. Enjoy some football this weekend. Watch some playoff ba- uh, baseball. Watch the NBA Finals. A lot going on. It's a great time to be a sports fan. I mean, we have so many sports going on. So, for you soccer fans, you know, I, I, I like Arsenal. I, lo- I like watching them. Right? I have ESPN Plus now, so I get to watch them a little bit. But go out and watch sports this weekend, man. Life is good right and the, the the world is back to kind of normal not quite obviously but go out watch some games this weekend enjoy your time watch your you know your OU Sooners watch your Pokes right if you're a Longhorn fan watch them Ugh. right <laughs> just watch some football this weekend watch some basketball some baseball a lot a lot of great action a lot of great sporting events Sports are back, baby. You know, it's awesome. I love seeing it. It's been crazy this year because, what, the NBA Finals are in October? Should be almost starting a new season. So many things going on. Make sure you're not missing. If you want to go back and listen through this, hear my picks for this weekend. Go back and do it. It's been Real Today. I hope you've had enjoyed the Turning Point I will not again be here tomorrow or Sunday. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Again, have an awesome weekend. Enjoy some sports. Enjoy the nice weather around us. And we'll see you later.